This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Welcome to episode 597 of the Sonic Society, the world's greatest showcase of modern audio theater. I'm Jack Ward, and tonight with David Alt, we're yeah, going yeah, to... Yeah, that would be me. Um, Jack, is there any particular reason why we're sitting in a room that's, that's wall-to-wall with cats? Well, well, David, how are you, by the way? Yeah, mm. <laughs> Okay, well, if you remember last week, we talked about continuing the journey with episodes 2 and 3 of Russian for Cats. Yeah, and? Well, I figured I would get a head start on starting by boning up on my Russian early. Uh, Jack, 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 Jack. Oh, oh, Jack. Um, you do realize that cats don't speak Russian naturally? They don't? No, of course not. Russian for cats is the story of Nadia, a special bilingual cat who escapes from a secret lab and Brian, the Minnesotan, who helps her hide from the spies chasing her. It's a tale of friendship and adventure that also teaches you Russian. Oh, don't feel bad. I, I, I thought I'd gotten this accent down. Well, um, let, 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 let's just have a listen to episode two and three, won't we? That should cheer you up, won't it? I don't know. I feel like I've been a victim of a felinous assault. Can't be worse than a drive-by punning. Well, regardless, it all begins right here. On the Sonic Society. Welcome to Russian for Cats. A story of danger and adventure that also teaches you Russian. Stay tuned after the story if you want to learn more about the Russian words used in this episode. Chapter 2 See this here? Brian turned over a piece of Nadia's collar in his hand and tapped his finger on two side-by-side symbols. An X and a human eye. At the warehouse where I work, the high-dollar electronics have this symbol. It means if anyone steals them, they'll get caught because there's a GPS tracker in there. Nadia's heart sank. Why had she ever thought she could get away? Why had she thought it would be this easy? Brian looked up at the ceiling and pressed his lips together. If you think about it, someone's obviously asleep in the guard shack. If they were tracking you in real time, they'd have beat my door down by now. If we hurry, we can throw them off the trail before they even notice you're gone. Brian held the metal pieces in one hand while pulling a pair of jeans off the back of his chair with the other. He shimmied into the pants and put on a coat, zipping the broken metal pieces into his jacket pocket. I'll be back after a while. You stay here. Yet, don't leave me alone. Nadia's ears flattened out to the sides. Nadia, we have to keep you separated from this tracker. Brian patted his pocket that held the broken collar. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in my truck and drive down to the Rum River. It's about a half an hour from here. I'm going to throw this collar into the water, and I'm going to drive back home. And while I'm gone, you're going to bunker down in the back bedroom and be still and be quiet. Then I'm going to go to sleep and eventually wake up from this crazy-ass dream. Now run on back there. Brian pointed toward the back of the trailer. I gotta get going. Nadia scampered through the living room and the kitchen to the back bedroom, which was just as cluttered as the rest of the house. Good for hiding. A pile of discarded clothes propped open the closet door. Nadia approached and sniffed a tall white sock at the edge of the pile. Her nose told her these socks had been worn with leather shoes. She sniffed a flannel shirt, inching her nose down the arm toward the cuff. Is that ketchup I smell? With a hint of onion? She closed her eyes and let the smell transport her across the ocean back to Banal. Back to her spot, behind her restaurant, which she maintained control of by scratching and rubbing her scent around the perimeter. Every day she would pace behind the restaurant, sniffing the air when the back door opened. The tantalising smell of frying potatoes and beef stroganoff 
made her mouth water. She prayed that the guests would be too full to finish their meal so she could dine on the scraps. Sometimes her prayers were answered, but when they weren't, she made a meal out of the vermin she could catch running toward the kitchen. When she ended a day on the street with a full belly, she would say it was Koroshite, a good day. And that's why today is Haroshide. Nadia concluded, her eyes slowly closing. A knock on the door startled Nadia awake. She was surprised to find herself on the desk. The last thing she remembered was being in the closet. She looked over at Brian asleep in his chair. The knocking grew louder. Nadia's fur stood straight up. Her heart pounded. The guards must have followed her here. Would Brian give her up to the guards? Or would he protect her? Nadia leapt onto Brian's chest and slapped his face with her paw. Brian's eyes blinked open and he screamed. Oh my god, you're real! Da, Brian. I mean, yes. What did you do with the tracking collar last night? Brian looked down at his arm and pinched himself hard. First on one arm, then the other. Then he slapped his own cheek so hard it turned red. Oh god, this is really happening. Brian, focus. Nadia said, her wet nose making contact with his chin. Stroke my fur. It will calm you. Brian put both hands on her tiny shoulders and stroked backward toward her tail. Then he took a slow breath and stroked her fur backward toward her head. Nadia's skin crawled and her tail swished like a windshield wiper. Never ever that backward. What did you do with Draken Collar? I, I, I threw it in the river. The loud knocking turned to pounding. Боже мой, they found me. Nadia buried her head in Brian's chest. They found me and they're going to take me back to terrible lab. Brian's eyes searched the room until they landed on a baseball bat in the corner. Go hide, I'll handle this. Nadia leapt from his chest and ducked behind a pile of newspapers. Brian stepped over and around piles of junk to get to the bat. From a hiding spot, Nadia called out. Put on pants before you answer a door. Make me tuna. Save me from guards. Put on pants. He picked his jeans up off the floor and stepped into them. Oh, hi, Chris. Nadia stayed crouched in place, straining to hear, but could only make out Brian's loud, friendly voice on one side of the conversation. Hey, man, Merry Christmas. You delivering my presents this year or what? Ah, that's all right, man. I didn't get you nothing either. Retiring? No way. Who's going to run this place then? Yeah, I understand that. Got to make that money if you want that Florida condo. Monday, huh? That's soon. Uh-huh. I just initial here and write the date then, okay? Well, you take care now. See you Monday. The door opened, and Brian came back in looking panicked. His eyes moved around the living room, taking in the gigantic mess. He dropped a flyer on the floor, and Nadia scampered over to read it. The flyer read, Property Inspection, Monday, December 28th. No excuses, no rescheduling. Code violations may result in eviction. Oh my god. I can't clean this all up in three days. This Christmas can't possibly get any worse. First, I lost my girlfriend. Next, I'm going to lose my house. Somewhere in the middle, I had a nervous breakdown and started hearing a cat talk. What the hell am I going to do? Brian grasped his hair with both hands and squeezed his eyes shut tight. Maybe, he thought when he opened his eyes, the mess would be gone. Nadia could see her situation was going downhill fast, so she took charge. Brian, sit. Brian sat down in the desk chair and opened his eyes. Nadia put a paw on each of his shoulders and put her wet nose right up to his. You did not have nervous breakdown. In fact, you are my hero, my hero. You saved me. You gave me a warm place to sleep on the most frightening night of my life. Спасибо. Ah, uh, it was no problem. Now, it's my turn to help you. We are going to work our tails off for the next three days. And when we're done, this house will pass inspection. 
Nadia, look, you don't know how bad this place is. I haven't used my coffee table in years and... Coffee table? Nadia looked around, confused. Где coffee table? Sorry, what? You sound like you're having a stroke. Nadia looked at the floor. Her ears flattened backward. It's a slight malfunction of the chip they put inside me. I speak both Russian and English, but sometimes both in the same sentence. Hey, we all malfunction sometimes. You know what I mean? Look around. My mama would have a heart attack right now if she saw how messy I let my house get. We'll just help each other, you know? You help me understand Russian and clean this place up. And I'll, uh... I'll, uh... Feed me tuna and keep me warm and safe. Nadia's big green eyes begged him to say yes. Brian knelt down so they were eye to eye. How do you say... Forever and ever in Russian. Навсегда. 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 Now, what were you saying earlier about my coffee table? Где кофе table? It means, where is coffee table? Over there. Well, under some piles of magazines. It's next to the couch. Где couch? When she looked harder, she could make out the top of a couch peeking out from underneath piles of paper. Да, Брайан, it is big job, but we can do this. No more talk, let's get to work. Только вперед. What did you say about a talking parrot? No, you are mispronouncing. Listen, только вперед. It means only forward. Только is only, вперед is forward. It has been hard time for both of us. All we can do is move forward. So we will say, только вперед. Say it after me. Только вперед. Talk a parrot. Ah, uh, we will work on this. Brian's stomach growled. If I'm going to learn Russian and clean up my house, I'm going to need some food. Let's get breakfast. Да, we need завтрак. No, we need breakfast. Breakfast. Same thing. Завтрак is breakfast. Oh, oh, okay. Хорошо. Brian opened his mouth. But Nadia cut him off, saying, Same thing. These words, okay, good, хорошо, all mean same thing. Okay, I, I mean, um, horsho? I can pick up some zavtrak at the McDonald's. I don't think they ever closed. But they stopped serving zavtrak in 15 minutes. So I gotta hurry. What do you want? Mm, sausage. It is perfect food for zavtrak. Horsho. No, Brian. Ха-ра-шо. Not horse-show. Ха-ра-шо. How was that? There is hope for you. Hurry back with завтрак. You betcha. Brian fished his keys out of his pocket and left, locking the door behind him. And for the first time in a long time, Nadia felt something close to safe. This concludes the story portion of Russian for Cats. Catch our next episode to find out what happens next with Brian and Nadia. Joining me now is Russian language expert Elena Vaktina. She holds a Ukrainian passport but considers herself a citizen of the world. And she's here to discuss the Russian words from today's episode. Коктейла. Ah, как дела? It's хорошо, хорошо. How about you? What about you? You know, pretty good. The first thing we're going to do is break down, let's see, Bozh Moy. Am I saying that right? Bozh Moy, they found me. I mean, uh, actually, no, it's uh, Bozh Moy. It's not Bozh Moy. Bozh Moy. Bozh Moy. Yes, oh my God. But uh, I guess, like, uh, in the Russian language, uh, in um, compared with English, we don't use it, like, uh, so often. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like in real life, but um, in in the movies, when you when I watch movies, I can hear, uh, oh my god, all the time, pretty much all the time. But yes. quite in Russian language, well, yeah, we can use it, but like it's not oftentimes. So, what phrase do you use more often in the Russian language? Maybe the equivalent will be "ничего uh, себе." Yeah, but like I mean. In uh, it, I, I guess it wouldn't be used in this case. It's like it's more when you are pleased with with something, when you are happy, not like uh, deceived. If you see something, I don't know, which um, some uh, something extraordinary, 
uh, that uh, surprises you, something like this. Nietzsche voicebie? Yeah. If we translate, so, I mean, in this situation about the letter, um, about the expect, inspection letter, um, you would say, Chort uh, vezmi. It's like, damn it. Chort vezmi. Chort vezmi? Yeah, exactly. Chort vezmi. Yeah. But that's a curse word. Not so much. Like, uh, you, I mean, like, you can say it's in front of the kids. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's just, no, it's not a curse word. Let's move on to, um, okay, so we've got, I think, two forms of the same word. We've got Haroshi Din and we've got Harasho. And that's why today is Haroshi Din. Yeah. So, yeah, Haroshi Din is like a good day. Mm-hmm. And Harasho, uh, it's uh, good. Take me through different situations where you would use the word Harasho. If maybe somebody asks you for a favor... Uh, asks asks you to do something. You would if you are if you agree with it, you would say "хорошо," I will do it. Uh, I mean, if you if you want to say "okay," 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 "okay" in the conversation, conversation, you would say "хорошо." Uh, if someone is asking you like, "so how are you doing?" Would you say "хорошо"? You can also say "хорошо." Yeah. So when I was in high school, um, I had this friend named John, and he went to college and he studied Russian. And then he uh, he spent a semester in Russia, uh, you know, getting immersed in the language. And then when he came back, he said, uh, he said, Russia is so different from the U.S. Because when you ask people how they're doing in the U.S., you just say, fine, good, doing great. I mean, it's probably not true, but you say it anyway. You know, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Doing fantastic. He said, in Russia, people never lie about how they're doing. Yeah, I mean, he's right. He's right, but like uh, in some ways. I mean, like uh, the younger generation, uh, I guess they take more of the um, Western attitude. I guess it's like older generation that are still there t- uh, telling about, <laughs> telling you about all their problems. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. I, I don't know. But like I, I I've noticed that uh, younger generation we try not to to do it anymore. So if we go on to, um, you know, this is a pretty easy one. Uh, da is yes. Yeah. Uh, in English, we have like different formalities of saying yes. There's like yes. There's yeah. Is there like a lazy way of saying yes? Not not so really. Not really. I mean, I mean, you can say nuda. Um, uh, it's like nu. It's like an interjection, I guess. So well. It's not that formal, but it's it practically means the same. Nuda, ida nuda, and is that one word or two? No, it's two words. Nuda, yeah. Oh, okay, but this is very well, casual. It, it's very casual. You will you. I mean, you wouldn't say it uh, in front of a boss or um, at your workplace. So let's get to something our listeners may not be aware of, and that is. In uh, in English, you have this to be verb. Mm-hmm. Like if Nadia were to say, "I am a cat," she doesn't have yeah. to use the word "am" uh, because that word doesn't exist in Russian. Correct? I mean, it exists. Uh, so um, yeah, actually, this uh, to be verb can be translated as "yest" or yes. um, yeah, or uh, when you if you ha- if I translate this sentence sentence I am uh, a cat, it will be yakoshka. But you don't say you don't say it, but like you mean it that ya yest koshka. It's just it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It oh. exists. You just don't say it. Or if I take another example, for example, um, this cat is in the room. You would translate it as "эта кошка в комнате," but in uh, like actually, what uh, what you mean? But like you don't say it. It's just "эта кошка находится." So this here goes this verb to be находится в комнате. I understand now. So it's not that the verb doesn't exist. It's that you know it's there. You just don't have to say it. Exactly. And okay. uh, let's let's get to the the articles. So, in English, uh, let's go back to the I am a cat. Mm-hmm. In English, you you put the a before it. Um, what is that like in Russian? 
we don't have it at all. So when people start learning English, I, I know that uh, it gets really difficult because like, for me, it's not that I, when I started learning English, it's not that I uh, forgot, uh, it's not like I was forgetting about these articles. It's just for me, it's not really obvious when I have to use um, the definite article or in the indefinite article. Like for example, why doesn't she say, I am a dickhead? Like for me, I, I I I understand it now, but like for the um, beginner who just who just started learning English, it's not that obvious because like we can't compare it with the Russian language because we just don't have it. They have this are those articles. Okay, now um, this is sort of a behind the scenes thing, where Nadia asks Brian, uh, "Will will you feed me tuna and keep me warm and safe?" And Brian says, "How do you say forever and ever in Russian?" Навсегда. Навсегда. And when mm -hmm. I put that through, it was like Google Translate or something. It came out uh, Viki Vichnie, or how do you say that? Uh, yeah, but we say it's, uh, it's right, but we, uh, we have to add na at the beginning. So it will be na Viki Vichnie. Okay, na Viki Vichnie. Yeah. But then I um, I asked some people who spoke Russian, and they were like, no, no, that's way, way, way too formal. And they said, you need to use Navsegda. Yes, yes. Yeah, you would use um, Navsegda. But like, yeah, I agree with them. So, it's like, you can you can find it in like uh, literature, like some classics. But like, yeah, in the everyday life, we would use Navsegda. Now, in this chapter... The listener learns how to say breakfast, zavtrak. Da, we need zavtrak. How would we say lunch or dinner? Like whatever you eat at the noon meal and then whatever you eat at night. So uh, lunch would be abed. Um, abed. Um, yeah, and dinner would be ужин. Um, ужин, yes, that's coming up in a, in a later chapter where they're going to learn ужин. Because of the apostrophe, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this. Gedia? Gedia coffee table. It means, where is coffee table? Yeah, Gedia. Gedia? It's where. And they use it with Gedia uh, couch, Gedia uh, coffee table. And those are singular things. What if you wanted to ask, um, where are all my shoes? It's still, it, it, uh, it's still the same. It stays the same, so it will be Gdia. And then you add the plural nouns. All right. Well, that is, um, that's it for chapter two. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. Wow. If you've listened this far, you must be really interested in learning Russian. Hey, while you're here, would you do us a favor? Like, subscribe, leave us a little review. We would really appreciate that. Spasiba. Russian for Cats is written, directed, edited, and produced by me, Pam Cameron, with assistance from Jeff Callahan. Narration is voiced by Alexander Dotti. Nadia is voiced by Olga Kochetkova. Brian is voiced by Kyle Teichman. And Elena Vaktuna is our Russian language consultant. Welcome to Russian for Cats. A story of danger and adventure that also teaches you Russian. Stay tuned after the story if you want to learn more about the Russian words used in this episode. Chapter 3 Nadia finished up her last bites of sausage. Does that mean thank you? It does. You're welcome, Nadia. Brian swallowed the last of his breakfast sandwich. Now, how on God's green earth are we going to clean up all this stuff in just three days? In this house, as in life, we must start right where we are. These magazines, old newspapers, junk mail, all this useless debris, it must go. How? Just fill up trash bags and throw the bags outside? Нет, we will burn them. A bonfire on Christmas sounds festive, да? Brian scratched his head. My neighbors have a burn barrel. They're out of town this week, so I could just borrow it. They probably won't mind, and it is an emergency. Excellent. See, you can do this. Только вперед. Go get that burn barrel. Let's clear this place out. 
We have three dnia, my friend. That means three days. Okay, hovro, sure. I'm going. Brian exited through the back door. He tramped through the snow to his neighbor's backyard, where a rusted barrel sat. Tilting it on its side, he rolled it to his backyard. It was heavier than it looked. With a thump, Brian set it upright. The sun was shining. Except for the snow on the ground, it looked like decent working weather. When Brian got back inside, Nadia instructed. We start closest to the door. This pile of gazette will be the kindling for a Christmas bonfire. Nadia used her nose to indicate the pile of old newspapers to their left. Gazette. Gazette. Sounds like gazette. He squatted down next to the pile and picked up the papers one by one, flipping through reading headlines. I think I saved these gazette for a reason. There must be something important in here. Nadia tapped Brian's hand with her paw. Нет, we cannot waste this time. We only have three dnia until inspection. Now, into the barrel, Brian. Только вперед. Okay, okay. Don't have kittens. I'm going. He grabbed the pile of newspapers and carried them out the back. Brian dropped the armload of newspaper down into the barrel, where they hit the bottom with a satisfying thump. Man, this feels good. Talk a parrot mother trucker. Riding high on the feeling of progress, Brian wiggled his shoulders and hips in a victory dance on his way back through the door. Back inside, Nadia touched her nose to a mound of assorted magazines. I don't know why you have this journal, but throw them out next. In America, they're called magazines. You can call them magazines. I will call them journale. Your landlord will call them a fire hazard. Where did you get so many? Brian reached into the pile and pulled out a magazine with a deer on the cover. This is my pile of hunting and fishing magazines, or Zernali. My mom got me a subscription for my birthday. To be honest, I never really read them. I just felt bad throwing them out, them being a gift and all. Your mother, she is still alive? Nadia asked, cocking her head to the side. Yeah, but she lives on the other side of the country. Text your mother. Tell her Merry Christmas. Say you love her. Then, throw the journal away. Brian fiddled with his belt loops and diverted his gaze. I promise I won't tell her you burned them. Cat's honor. Bring your head down here and we will do the ritual. Brian squatted down. Nadia reared up so her front paws were resting on Brian's knees. Cat's honor is indicated by batting foreheads, like this. Nadia closed her eyes, tucked her chin, and butted her forehead against Brian's. Brian returned her forehead bump and gave her a pat on the back. All right, I'll text her. Nadia's tail rose and she chirruped. Good work. Now, out to the battle. Brian made two trips with his arms full of hunting magazines. With every thump of the Zanali hitting the bottom of the barrel, he felt more confident that they really could clean this place out. Nadia, I've got room in the barrel for about two more trips out. What's next? More gazette. Where did you get all this gazette? No one reads gazette anymore. I have been living in a secret lab, and even I know that. Now that's a funny story. Years ago, I won a pie-eating contest at the state fair. You can't tell by looking at me, but I can put away some food if I got the motivation. Brian patted his completely flat stomach. When I entered the contest, I didn't know what the prize was. I thought I won money or something. Then, they present me with this certification saying I had a lifetime subscription to Pioneer Press. <laughs> Brian's face clouded. At the time, I was trying to impress Lindsay. We were at the fair, and, uh, I wonder a stuffed bear playing that game where you throw darts at balloons. I wonder if she's going to throw that bear out, too. Nadia rubbed her face against Brian's shoe. It is difficult time for you, my friend. But remember, только вперед, only forward. I guess you're right. Brian picked up a pile of newspapers and headed out the back, then returned. One more load and that barrel is going to be full. Want to watch me light it? Да, but... Her tail flicked back and forth, sweeping the floor in a jerky motion. Is it safe for me to go outside? Brian knelt down next to a knee-high stack of papers... He pulled up a corner of the newsprint and absentmindedly rolled it between his fingers. His brow furrowed. 
I mean, without that tracking collar, they can't find you, right? Nadia licked one paw, then the other. Then she craned her neck down and licked her chest. What are you doing? I clean when I'm stressed. <laughs> That's probably something I should do, too. Look, if they had anything else, like, I don't know, a tracking ship inside you, like Jason Bourne, they would have kicked my door in by now, wouldn't they? Nadia paused her bath and squinted up at Brian. I do want to heal sun on my fur. Just a quick trip outside, if no one is watching. Just a quick trip. And I need to ride on your shoulders. I don't like wet paws. Sure, Brian said, squatting down. Hop up. Don't scratch me, okay? Nadia hopped onto his shoulder. Her back legs rested on his left shoulder, and her front paws rested on his head. It was ridiculous. But what about this weekend wasn't? Brian stepped through the house, his arms full of Gazetti. Careful not to jostle the cat balancing on his head and shoulder, he stopped at the door to stick his head out, looking left and right to make sure no one was watching. Then together, they exited into the cold. Brian dropped his pile of Gazetti into the barrel, pulled out a lighter, and held the flame to the newsprint sticking out to the top. Before long, they had a good fire going. Nadia's head swivelled left and right, her eyes and ears scanning their surroundings for threats. A flash of movement caused her pupils to dilate and her body to stiffen. A male cardinal sat on the fence and flapped his wings. Nadia's tail swished like a pendulum, her teeth chattered. Up he flew into the forest, disappearing from sight. She turned her attention to Brian, who stared contentedly at the flames dancing in the rusted trash receptacle. It is kind of красиво. A bonfire on Christmas Day, even if it is just burning trash. Красиво? Красиво means beautiful. Brian reached his hand up and scratched Nadia's head. Merry Christmas, Nadia. Счастливого Рождества, Brian. That's a very complicated way of saying Merry Christmas. It is complicated situation all around, duh. You got that right. Back to business. This paper, it burns slowly. Let's make progress on another room while it burns. Duh, boss. Nadia's ears rotated forward. Your first sentence in Russian. I am so proud. The word boss is same in English and Russian. If I start speaking Russian, I won't turn into a cat, will I? Нет, but you may develop taste for vodka and root vegetables. I'm okay with the first part, not so much with the second. The sound of an approaching car caused Nadia's fur to stand on end. Her ears swiveled around and she determined an SUV was approaching the front of their neighbor's house. They were hidden from view, but it was time to move. Hide, Brian said in a low voice, unzipping his jacket a few inches. Nadia tunneled headfirst into the opening, and Brian pressed one arm across his waist. After her tail disappeared into his jacket, Brian zipped it back up. Nadia crouched in her warm, dark kangaroo pouch. She reminded herself to keep her claws retracted, so she wouldn't hurt Brian, who was jostling her with every step toward the trailer. Once she heard the door shut behind them, Nadia climbed up out of Brian's jacket onto his shoulder. She leapt off Brian's shoulder onto the floor and immediately started licking herself. Brian ran to the front window and peered out. It's just the Johnsons, Nadia. Nothing to worry about. There's so much shady stuff going on in their house, the last people they'd call is the police. Hobson Road Mobile Village has like a don't ask, don't tell policy, if you know what I mean. We need to keep cleaning. Three дня. No time to waste. Let's look around and assess damage. Nadia and Brian toured the trailer, watching their steps carefully. The living room was mostly piles of paper. The kitchen was crowded with outdated electronics. Nadia took note of the stacks of vinyl records and compact discs. They passed a bathroom on their right and entered the bedroom. It looked like a second-hand clothing store exploded. Clothes were strewn all over, forming piles near the walls. A mattress and box springs lay on the floor, covered in rumpled sheets. There was a small closet that overflowed with piles of newspapers. Paper sacks from fast-food restaurants sat crumpled here and there. Brian, this is a lot of clothing. Do you really wear all this? To be real honest, I don't even know what half of it is. Then half of it must go. Get trash bags and fill them with everything you have not worn in one year. Is there a dumpster nearby? Yeah, there's one down the road. 
Once we get up a load, I'll drive them all down in my truck at once. Хорошо. We will start near the door and work our way back. Brian went back to the kitchen to fetch garbage bags while Nadia looked around the bedroom. She would have to keep Brian on task. They could not afford to waste time. Brian returned with a roll of black garbage bags. He threw out pants and shirts that had holes, socks without matches, and underwear whose elastic had seen better days. He threw a hat and a pair of shoes on the bed. Everything else went into the bag, which was now full. Your first bag. Поздравляю. Say that again. Поздравляю. It means congratulations. Спасибо. Спасибо, Brian. Nadia corrected. Empty plastic soda bottles were mixed in with crumpled pieces of paper. He threw bottles into the bag without hesitation, but insisted on uncrumpling each piece of paper and looking at it first. Nadia, look! My 10th grade report card! Man, this takes me back. I had this teacher, Miss St. James, for world history, and she had this obsession with World War I uniforms. She also had a thing for the volleyball coach, but that whole thing didn't blow up until after graduation. See, back in 2007... Brian, I am becoming old woman sitting here. In cat time, we have spent eternity on this pile. Пожалуйста, meaning please, we must hurry up. Только три дня until inspection. Well, fine. But I'm going to remember this when you want to reminisce about your kittenhood in Barn Owl. Barn Owl, not Barn Owl. Hideous creatures, owls. Merciless predators. I never met my father because Owl ate him. Oh, oh, sorry to bring it up. Brian looked at the floor and resumed tossing bottles and takeout bags. It's all right, you didn't know. Brian straightened out another piece of paper. Dentist receipt, that can go. Боже мой, I'm so bored I could die. I go to explore the closet. Suit yourself. Brian continued straightening and scrutinizing his trash while Nadia scampered across the piles of clothes and disappeared into the closet. Pahook! Pahook! Ah, Nadia, get your claws out of me! Nadia continued to frantically dig her claws into Brian's jacket. Kill it! Kill the pahook! Brian maintained a grip on the cat and backed out of the room and into the hallway. Who knows what she had seen? What if it was a snake? Brian shut the bedroom door behind him. Nadia relaxed a little. Spider, I saw it in the closet. Nadia, you were kidnapped and held hostage in a secret lab and you're freaking out about a spider? They are evil. Why would any creature need eight legs if not to climb into your soul? The spider's more afraid than you are. Nadia's puffy tail and enlarged eyes indicated that she did not believe him. Look, it's really rare to see a poisonous palk around here, so I don't think you have anything to worry about. It's okay. Boja moy! Okay, give me a minute. Wait out here. After a minute, the door opened, and Brian presented Nadia with a crushed spider balanced on a piece of junk mail. Its guts were oozing out. Happy? Nadia swished her tail. Да, спасибо. Now we burn its remains. You're ridiculous. Okay, come on. He said, patting his shoulder. Nadia jumped onto his shoulder and they walked outside to the bonfire. As Brian threw the dead spider into the flames, Nadia muttered. Бери воду, придурок. Good riddance? It means burn in hell, asshole. This concludes the story portion of Russian for Cats. Catch our next episode to find out what happens next with Brian and Nadia. Joining me now is Russian language expert Elena Vaktina. She holds a Ukrainian passport but considers herself a citizen of the world. And she's here to discuss the Russian words from today's episode. All right, now we're at chapter three. Okay. So uh, this is where Nadia says, three dnya till inspection. We have three dnya, my friend. That means three days. What if you want to say one day? Adin den. Den. So this word, uh, den. So den is like infinitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the basic form. 
And then when you say three, it changes into dnia. The same is for uh, two, two days. It will be dva dnia. So it's adin, dva, three. If we wanted to count to five, how do you say four and five? Четыре, it's for four. And for five, you would say пять. Uh, so, четыре. Четыре, mm-hmm. And then what, what is five? Пять. Пять. Oh, because later she does the high five. And it's... Yeah. Дай uh, пять. Yeah, дай пять. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, she's uh, she also teaches the listener пожалуйста. Mm-hmm. Which is please. Thank yeah. you. Uh, spasiba. Yes. Now teach us uh, teach us the exchange like I ask you for something and say please. Uh, Pajalusta. You give it to me and I say uh, spasiba. Thank you. And what do you say back? Uh, you say back uh, pajalusta. So it's that sounds so funny to an, to an English speaker that you would just repeat it. Yeah, I know, because like in English, you say please, and then you're welcome, like thank you, and you're welcome. In yeah, Russian language, we say um, all the same. So uh, on the advice of, uh, her name is Olga, the actress who's playing Nadia, she said I needed to change pozdravlenia to pozdravil... Pozdrav... How do you say that? Pozdravlayu. Pozdravlayu. Yeah. So, what is the difference between those words? So, поздравления will be like a general word. And uh, if you say поздравляю, it actually means uh, я поздравляю. So, I uh, congratulate you. Whereas uh, поздравления, it's just like congratulations. I mean, like it's, in English, we don't you don't say it like um, I congratulate you with something. No? And in Russian... Which is the opposite. You would say поздравляю, so it's like I congratulate you, instead of поздравления. No, nobody actually would say it. If you were buying a greeting card, and like on the greeting card it was like a congratulations card, what would it say? It would say поздравляю. It's like if you talking from a singular person, uh, or поздравляем. So if you say that I congratulate you and my sister congratulates you and my mother and like uh, a bunch of other people. So we congratulate you is pozdravlyayem. Pozdravlyayem. Mm-hmm. Pozdravlyayem. And now we get to Krasiva, where Nadia says that the fire on Christmas is Krasiva. It is kind of Krasiva. A bonfire on Christmas Day. Even if it is just burning trash. Does that word change? Um, well, the fire in Russian is agon. Um, so if you want to, ch- uh, to say that the fire is beautiful, I don't know if it's like, if you say it, you would, you would say it like in English like this, but it would be agon красивый. Красивый? Mm-hmm. So it changes depending on, is it the gender of the noun? Yes, exactly. So um, if you just wanted to tell a person, like, you are beautiful, I guess you wouldn't use that for a man anyway? You would just use it for a woman? I mean, not not so really. It's not like in English. You would say, like, handsome for a man mm-hmm. and beautiful for a, for a woman. In the Russian language, you definitely say красивая for a woman, for a girl. And uh, well, yeah, you can say uh, you say you can say it for a man to a man, красивый. Красивый. Uh, yes. So красивый, красивая for a woman or a girl, and красивый for a man. Yes. Okay. Or any other object, which is like, for example, if we take cat, we would say красивая uh, кошка if it's like a female, and we would say. A beautiful, красивый кот, if it's like a male, a male cat. That makes sense. So let's get to the phrase gori v adu. Is that how you say those three words? Gori v adu, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, we say it like it may actually seem like it's one word. So we would say it like gori v adu. 
We don't like. Oh, speak. okay. Very v adu. It's like <laughs> yeah. It's it's said like really quickly. <laughs> really fast. Very vadu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And oh yeah. Actually, we it's it's better not to say it at all. Oh, of course, of course, of course. But in this story, particularly, Nadia really doesn't like spiders. She really, really hates spiders. Oh, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, let's see, Pauk is one spider. Pauk, Pauk! What would be, like, two spiders? Pauki. Pauki. We would just add the E at the end, and it will be Pauki. I'm noticing a trend when you pluralize things, you add an e to the end. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to say uh, koshka for a singular cat, and uh, for a plural, if there are many cats, you'd say koshki. Oh okay, koshka, koshki, mm-hmm. pauk, pauki. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so this is something I noticed when I was looking at the very first word in the story is begi, mm-hmm. and that's a commanding verb. And then you've got gori, which is also a commanding verb, and that ends in i. Is that just a coincidence? No, it's not a coincidence. Like most of, most of the verbs, there are like like this, but like but not all the verbs. If you would say, for example, um, eat, you would uh, like eat this food. You would say yes. So there is nothing at all, like uh, with the, uh, you know, with the e at, at the end. So say I eat ya yem, mm-hmm. and then um, if you were commanding and someone to eat, you would say yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I typed out what Google Translate told me was Merry Christmas, and it looks very complicated. Can you slowly tell us how to say that? Uh, well, if like we we say it like uh, the the whole phrase, it will be счастливого рождества. But uh, we can also say с рождеством. С рождеством. Рождеством. So yeah, Christmas it's рождество. 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 Yeah, it's really complicated word. <laughs> it really is, yeah. And what what is that first that first sound we made? S S Rajdistvo. Yes. Yeah, what yeah, is that? S like, it's like a um, preposition which is like with. So basically if we translate it literally, it will be with Christmas. Okay, okay. But it comes across as just saying like Merry Christmas sort of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we can also say but like when you meet your family or friends and you want to, to to tell them Merry Christmas, you would say So I read that um, Orthodox, like the, the Orthodox way of celebrating Christmas is January 7th? Yeah, it's like starts uh, on January, January 6th uh, in the evening. So it's like the dinner time. And then you you open your presents uh, like early in the morning on the seventh. So, but like, I don't know about Russia, but like uh, in Ukraine, uh, we have uh, we also started celebrating uh, Christmas. So we have now we have two Christmas. Uh, we also celebrated on the twenty fifth uh, of December. So, what do you do on the twenty fifth as opposed to January seventh? If you do both. I mean, pretty much the same. <laughs> we just eat and we receive uh, double presents. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And, um, okay, I want you to tell me, when I say dosvidanya, is it dasvidanya or dosvidanya? You would write it like dosvidanya, but you mm-hmm. would say dasvidanya. Mm, okay, I need, to, I need to work on that then. Okay, well, dasvidanya, Elena. Svidanya, Pam. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Wow! If you've listened this far, you must be really interested in learning Russian. Hey, while you're here, would you do us a favor? Like, subscribe, leave us a little review. We would really appreciate that. Spasiba! Russian for Cats is written, directed, edited, and produced by me, Pam Cameron, with assistance from Jeff Callahan. 
Narration is voiced by Alexander Dottie. Nadia is voiced by Olga Kochetkova. Brian is voiced by Kyle Teichman. And Elena Vaktuna is our Russian language consultant. And that's this week's show. If you're subscribed to the Mutual Audio Network, please add a rating to your Apple podcast feed if you're there, or indeed in other places. Remember, every review lets others know how to find the Sonic Society and how they can get involved in the Mutual Audio Network. You can also contact us through our email at sonicsociety at gmail.com and let us know how we're doing, or connect through the Facebook groups including Electric Vicuna, Sonic Society, or the Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers Group. Add us on Twitter at Sonic society or at astro tour 2010 or now at audio mutual return with us next sunday for another exciting new feature this time from jabberwocky audio theater who just joined the mutual audio network with their incredible series rogue tiger who did indeed <laughs> expect to enjoy that series in upcoming weeks but until next week i'm david alt and i'm jack ward good night good night Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Leap Audio. I'm here to tell you about something really exciting. July 24 through 26 of 2020, Halifax, Nova Scotia, we are gathering together in the world's first international modern audio drama convention and family reunion. Inspired in part by the living, loving memory of our dear friend Bill Hallweg, we're bringing together writers, producers, actors, and our fans for workshops, seminars, and even live performances. So join us, won't you? Go to madcon.com. That's www.mad-con.com for more information. I hope to see you in Halifax in 2020.